Welcome to the Develop Yourself podcast, where we teach you everything you need to land your first job as a software developer by developing yourself, developing your skills, your habits, your network, and more. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Hayslip, and on today's episode, it's just me, and we're going to be talking about the most powerful tool you have, which is your mind. We'll first define what it means to work on your mindset as a software engineer, and especially as a beginner, then we'll dive into three practical ways you can work on your mindset regularly. Okay, so today we're talking about your mindset, which is obviously that word is a little bit abstract, sort of ethereal. What do we mean by working on your mindset? Well, let me kind of back this up and give you some context to why I thought an episode on your mindset was important. If you're unaware, we started a program a couple months ago called Dev30. The idea of Dev30 was that it's a cohort-based 30-day JavaScript course. And the main point here was we, you know, I run an online code school called Parsity. And it's really important for us that our students are well prepared when the program begins. So we have an admissions code challenge, which requires that everyone be able to, you know, know the fundamentals of JavaScript and write some some code to solve some, you know, sort of complex problems in JavaScript. But I was convinced that that's not enough to be prepared for a program like Parsity for, you know, learning to code and becoming a software engineer. You need a little bit more than that. And so kind of in theme with sort of my thesis of, you know, or I guess you could say my philosophy of how to become a great software engineer, I wanted to create a program where you worked on more than just your JavaScript skills. We also worked on your habits, your network, just like the intro here to this podcast says, and then the fourth one being your mindset. And some of this is described actually in episode one of this podcast, Develop Yourself, and we answer the question, you know, what is the greatest factor to success for coding bootcamp students? And essentially what we come to the conclusion is, it, it's it's who you are when you come into the program, right? You could probably go to most any program or at least programs that require an admissions code challenge so you know that you're actually going to be in a program with other people who can actually code as well. But besides that, it's probably more to do with, with who you are. And what we meant by that was we realized that when students come in, you know, obviously if they know JavaScript, but th- that's super helpful. But if they are also the type of people who are used to planning, uh, achieving, kind of organizing their lives, staying on top of things, are emotionally mature, and who readily have the kind of confidence it takes to step into this process of learning to code, because you're going to fall a lot, you're going to fail a lot, you need to be able to have the kind of self-confidence that's going to allow you to keep going and not give up whenever you know you experience uh, brief failure. Basically, all that stuff, that's, that's mindset, right? It's the ability to change your way of thinking. So again, to kind of summarize all that, we're going to say that your mindset is your ability to change your way of thinking. Because as you know, this, the saying goes, you cannot change the situation, you can't change your circumstances, you can't change what happens to you, but you can change how you react. Okay, so why should you care as it relates to learning to code? Obviously, this is a valuable skill to have in any season of life to be able to change the way you react to negative circumstances, but this is basically the life of becoming a software engineer. You are continually battling imposter syndrome, you're continually battling failure because literally the way to learn how to code is to fail. Like that's where the learning happens. You know, we've talked about this before, you know, one kind of mindset tip, if you will, just kind of as, a, as an aside here to give you an example 
is oftentimes I see students come into our program who are perfectionists, right? They were really good students in school, so they approach learning to code the same way. They try not to mess anything up in the process. And then when they get to the point of actually having to build a project, they think to themselves, oh, I must have not studied well enough. So they go back through all the curriculum trying to figure out what it is they missed. And when in reality, you didn't miss anything. You just were too afraid to mess up and so you didn't learn because it's literally in the th those moments when you're banging your head against the wall trying to figure out why won't this work or you have error messages or you're debugging. That's when you can actually get into the code and feel around and, and figure out what's going on. Like that's the same thing with any other skill, right? Whenever you're, you're playing basketball, for example, the way you learn to shoot well is by shooting a lot of really bad shots. That tells you what not to do in terms of your muscle memory and what to do. So learning to code is the same. So in this situation, having the right mindset would mean whenever stuff isn't working, think to yourself, holy crap, this is an opportunity to learn something new. Like this is a good thing right now that I can't figure this out because it means that when I get on the other side of this, I will have just learned something new. And probably that thing you just learned, you won't ever have to relearn it again. Now you might not memorize the specific syntax, but there's Google for that but the concept itself, you probably won't ever have to learn it again. This is why even in our program, oftentimes we tell students, hey, before you ask questions, give it 15, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour to try to wrestle through it. Because if you wrestle through a problem and overcome it, you'll never have to wrestle through that again because that's gonna be burned into your brain. Whereas if you were to go and just ask for help right now, the next time you encounter this, you'll be right back asking for help again because you wouldn't have learned anything in the process. Okay, before moving on to the different ways that you can work in your mindset, we're gonna talk practically how you can actually work on this and make it a habit of working on your mindset. Because I really do believe, like a muscle, you can strengthen your mind and become more resilient in this process. Before we get there, I wanna give you a couple examples of folks that I've recently talked to. You know, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Oftentimes, I get folks reaching out to me who just want advice or help. Most of the time I tell you, so if you message me, you might get this response from me. I say, hey, sorry, at the, at the time, I don't currently offer any kind of coaching. It's just really hard for me to get one-on-one. -on -one. But every once in a while, for, for whatever reason, I get one-on-one -on -one with somebody. And even in the last week, I've had two phone calls with individuals who had finished up coding boot camps, were in the job search process, and basically told me, hey, I still don't feel competent. Like I don't feel like I'm ready for a job. Now, obviously there could be a tinge of imposter syndrome in there where, hey, you feel like that, but it's probably not true. That, that could be the reality. It could be the reality that their boot camp actually wasn't that good um, and they don't actually know what they're doing, which is, which is totally a, a possibility, unfortunately. Um, but likely what's going on is their mindset, right? They're scared to break stuff. So oftentimes my goal for them is, and this is usually the homework I give, is to say, okay, I want you to build one project, one significant project that you're pretty proud of, right? You're always, as a creator, you're always gonna build something and you're gonna see all of its flaws, but I want you to build something that's better than anything you've ever built before. And in that process, I encourage them to build it in public, right? From day one of planning their project, start posting on LinkedIn, hey, this is what I'm gonna be building, follow along, and then every day, make a post that logs your progress. Today was terrible, I had a ton of bugs, couldn't figure it out. Hey, today is awesome, I slept and I, and I figured it out. You know, just keep on logging that progress and do this for a month, 30 days, log every day that you, you know, made some progress and see if you can't build 
this ultimate project of yours in 30 days. Now, of course, this is a couple of things. One, constraining it to 30 days means that you have got to get over your perfectionism and you have to just go for it, right? It forces you to learn on the fly, but it forces you to learn with a purpose. You're not just studying something to file it away for you know a rainy day. You're actually learning to build something real. You're documenting that process along the way, so you're actually getting some buzz from your network on LinkedIn. It's helping you kind of think through and process what you're learning. But the biggest piece here is it's giving you confidence because at the end of those 30 days, you now have a story to tell in which you yourself initiated something significant. You built something significant for 30 days. And my guess would be, yeah, you're probably a much better developer at the end of those 30 days. But regardless of that, you're probably just as well prepared as you were before those 30 days to step into a job. The only difference is now you have confidence, right? You, you have the right mindset because the trick in the job search is you have to do things that no one else is willing to do. And my quick summary here is oftentimes whenever we're doing the job search, most people take what's called motion instead of action. You know, this is from James Clear's books, Atomic Habits. He talks about motion is the thing that we do to make us feel like we're busy, but it won't actually move the needle, right? It won't actually uh, cause you to, to experience progress. And in the job search, that might mean, hey, I'm gonna make a list of 100 companies I wanna work at. That's motion. You can make lists all day long, you're not gonna get a job interview. Action would be, hey, I'm gonna reach out to five people right now, today, that I know who could refer me to some kind of job, right? So that's actually action. And then if you build that confidence up, if you get that mindset correct, you're gonna be much more likely to actually take action instead of motion. And just by doing that, I promise you, you're already gonna be above 90% of the competition who doesn't wanna take that action. Okay, so again, mindset being the ability to change your way of thinking, to respond differently to negative situations because we always experience negative situations especially with learning to code. So that's what mindset is. We talked about how confidence is, is really probably your biggest asset in your arsenal here when it comes to your mindset. Um, it will allow you to do things that are going to actually affect change in your life and in your career, such as the job search. Finally, let's talk about different ways practically to work on your mindset. We've got quite a few here. So I wanna go over some tricks that I've used in the past for myself, and I've actually got three here. And the three of these are gonna be, one, it is called the morning formula, we'll go over that here in a minute, two, life plan, and then three, we've got a daily podcast you can actually listen to, um, it's a 30 day podcast, I'll explain that more here in a moment. So the first thing here, morning formula, this was developed by a guy named Taylor Welch, I will leave a link in the description for you, but the idea of morning formula is you basically walk through and, and read through several kind of short notes every morning that are made to kind of reset yourself and align yourself with, you know, your, your vision, your identity, kind of your aspirational identity, who you want to become. So practically the way this looks is I have a notebook, um, actually it's a virtual notebook or a digital notebook in Notion where I've got all this written down. So it's essentially six pages of things that I look through and read through every morning to kind of reset my brain. So I'm gonna go over all six of those now. The first one is called the vision map. And again, this is flexible, but ultimately the vision map is all about who you are, what your identity is. And so for me, I've got a list from my, my first identity all the way down to my last. You know, I talk about being a husband, a father, a friend, an entrepreneur, a mentor, an advisor, an investor. Now I'm not 
an investor right now, to be honest. Um, but it's aspirational for me. I, I hope to be able to be the kind of person who can mentor and invest in you know other businesses, companies, that kind of thing. So I have that written down there. Um, I have, above all else, Aaron loves his wife and his kids. His greatest impact in the world is the way he'll impact them. And then some other things that I've got listed. So it's just kind of me reminding myself every morning what my identity is and who I want to become. So that's the vision map section. The next we go on to identity. Now this one is, to be honest, a little bit hard for me. Um, I, I kind of skip this one sometimes because you know, to, to be honest, a lot of the Taylor Welch stuff is around like, how can you get super rich and wealthy? And, um, you know, that's cool, but not necessarily what I'm striving for. Like, I think it's it's way more aspirational to be available to my family than it is to have a lot of money. Have a lot of money ultimately isn't that hard. Having a lot of money and being available to your family. Now that's a trick. So the identity section is kind of like a mood board, right? Like, what do you want your life to look like? You know, the your one of the examples I think he gives is your kitchen. Listen to the Sinatra music in your kitchen as you're walking through there. Um, for me, I'm thinking about pictures of community. What does it look like for me to have pictures of, and this is actually a, a visual trigger of um, people getting together around a table for dinner, us hosting. Um, my wife and I have a dream uh, one day of getting like an Airbnb mountain house, our family, our extended family, everyone has some place to gather. So I've got pictures of, of that kind of thing. Um, I've got pictures of a garage gym because I think fitness is going to be a really important part of my life, especially as I get older. I want to stay fit for my kids. So that's kind of the identity section, just basically a mood board of images. Number three here, which is probably my favorite part, is the rules, habits, and commitment section. So for me, I've got, it says at the top, it says, these are unbreakable contracts with myself. I enjoy the journey regardless of the results. I have high expectations for the future, but practice gratitude to maintain joy and prevent depression. So then I've got actually listed down here uh, 13 basically rules, right? These are commitments that I commit to every every day. So number one is I'm up early and I'm reading. So six days a week, I wake up between five and 6 a.m. to read and basically do this, do this morning formula thing. Um, you know, for, for me, I'm reading the Bible every morning. That's kind of my morning routine. Number two, it says what I eat physically. So it says six days a week, I do a 16 hour fast, eat at a deficit, get one gram of protein um, of my body weight. And then one day a week, I really don't care what I eat at all. I'm just gonna like have fun and enjoy my, my life. Um, so for me, I mean, that's that's just habit now. Like I, I usually skip breakfast, I do intermittent fasting, um, but it's what I eat physically. Then it, it goes on. It has what I eat mentally, workout, and a day of gratitude, present with kids, focus at work, regular planning, no work at home, dates with Sarah, dates with kids, uh, time with family, committed to community. So those are kind of my contracts, and I've got a lot more information underneath each of those to kind of define those. But those are the rules I have for myself. Now, we haven't really gotten into necessarily a lot of the mindset stuff yet, but below that, is, is really the, the, the fourth one here um, is what's helpful for me in developing this mindset of where I can you know actually respond to things as they come. So this fourth section is called principles. Now I've got uh, principle one for me is I'm never moved, friendly planting, not wanting, I'm without lack. So I have some, um, some explanation of what that is. Number two is uh, a principle for me is I focus and war against distraction. Um, the third one here is consistency above results um, and ultimately results are inevitable if I'm consistent. The next one is available and then present. And then, you know, this idea that money is time 
frozen that, you know, this idea that money doesn't bring happiness, but to an extent it can buy time. So only work for money in the extent that it gives you more time to be with people because time is your most valuable resource. Uh, generous, abundant mindset, take risks. Right? Those are all kind of principles of mine. I have some more text below each of those that helps me uh, remember what that means. Uh, the fifth one here is theater of mind. And that is kind of getting you into like, what is the, the future that you're shooting for? Like, what does that ideal day in the life look like, right? So for you, if you're gonna, going to become a software engineer, start to kind of envision the end. Why? I mean, what is it that you get out of becoming a software engineer? Is it more time with your family because you're not having to work so hard for, for money and you're, you're flexible, you're working remotely finally? What are those things? You know, I've, I've got mine. It starts off my 5.30 a.m. wake up, et cetera, et cetera. It goes all the way down to, you know, me having a glass of wine with my wife before we go to bed kind of thing. So that's theater of mind. And then the last one here, number six, is affirmations and truth. To be honest, I'm still working on this one, but it's basically meant to be a list of true things that are often hard for you to believe. So for example, where does your identity come from? What defines you? Is it your work? Is it your ability to code? Absolutely not. That's not what defines you. So the idea here is to, whenever you're in a good spot, write down things that are often hard for you to believe whenever you're not in a good spot. Then that way, every morning you can come back to this little sheet of paper or this digital notebook note and remind yourself of true things. Okay, so that's morning formula. It's just like this six part walkthrough where you look at your vision map, your identity, your rules, habits, commitments, your principles, theater of mind, and your affirmations and truths. And it's, you know, sort of to realign yourself with your aspirational identity, who you want to be, and ultimately helps you respond to things better than you would if you were to just get up groggy and, and not really know how to approach your day. So that's the first practical way to work in your mindset. Um, number two here is this idea of a life plan. Now, a life plan is basically the, the same kind of thing. Actually, it's, it's real similar to the morning formula, but it's where you, you walk through, you know, ultimately who you want to be and, and kind of what are your big visions for your life three years, five years, 10 years from now, where are you headed? Kind of align you with the values that you have. Now, there are a few different resources I would suggest you go to. You know, probably one that I would suggest off the top of my head is called Hero on a Mission. It's a book by a man named Donald Miller. If you don't know who Donald Miller is, he used to be a Christian memoirist, but you probably know him as a marketing guru. He wrote a book called Story Brand. He runs a company called Story Brand. He has an online platform called Business Made Simple, and he actually has a course on there on creating your life plan, but the, but the book is basically that course in, the, in book format. So anyway, check that out. Um, again, it's another great way to kind of have a daily morning routine where you're reviewing the way you're thinking about things. Now, the last thing I want to recommend to you on your mindset is actually part of our Dev30 program. So our Dev30 program Part of that is, you know, we, we say, by the way, in the Dead 30 program that for 30 days, we're going to work on your skills, your habits, your network, and your mindset. For, for skills, we work on learning JavaScript. For um, habits, we work on, you know, really setting up your schedule for coding, your network. You're going to be posting to LinkedIn every day for 30 days. We, we walk through that together. 
And then your mindset is this 30 day podcast we have. So for every day, for 30 days, there is a short, you know, two to five minute episode on your mindset that you can listen to, you know, on your way to work, in the car, you know, making dinner, wherever. And it's gonna help you really think like a software engineer. So just kind of give you some of those episode titles, you know, one's called How to Become Curious, What Does It Mean to Enjoy Coding, Have a Vision for the End, Be Diligent, Not Intense, Don't Be Afraid to Break It, The Beginning is the Hardest Part, There's No Magic in This Process, You Are a Software Engineer, Solve the Problem First, Refactor Later, Get the Context for Everything You Learn, and on and on we go. There's short little tips and tidbits basically that I've learned over the last you know years and years of running code schools and kind of seeing every mistake that any student could make. So that's part of Dev30. By the way, plug for Dev30, it's free, so it's not really much of a plug, but we've got our next one starting on April 25th, dev30.xyz. I will link that in the show notes. You should definitely join. We will work on all these things together. I will be there with you on Slack. We're gonna be doing uh, live meetings every Monday night as well. So. Let's get together and work on your skills, habits, network, and your mindset. So anyways, that does it for this episode of the Develop Yourself podcast. Hopefully you have some good ideas for ways to work on your mindset from here. Links to these different items we've talked about are in the show notes below. We will see you next week. We actually won't see you. I always do that. I always say we're going to see you, but we're not going to see you. You'll, You'll hear us. If you message me on LinkedIn, I'll hear from you. 